I, uh, I'm, b- I'm home. I'm back in my uh, back in the old saddle. Excellent. Yeah, it's good, How good was to be home. Florida. I told. I t- it was terrible. It was terrible. It was hurricane winds, and every place I turned, it was a crime scene. I love you, Florida. Oh, sorry, Florida. Well, the flight the flight back was better, and then I didn't have the the guy the on the the guy on. with the vomit on the plane <laughs> coming back. That was good. There's a big guy, big guy sitting next to me, so I spent most of the time <laughs> leaning into the aisle, which means every time right. anyone walks by, they hit you in the head real hard with their elbow. Oh, that's the worst. That guy, that's, yeah, that's or, a, or you get hit by the cart or whatever. But this is a it's a first world problems thing, right? Like I have, is, I have so little true. room to, can I, can I read you? Uh, and then the Wi-Fi wasn't working on the plane. I know. Right. I, I have, have you seen the, have, did I share with you the first world problems, uh, uh, thing that I picture I took? Uh, I don't think so. I didn't share with that with you guys. It's too funny. Uh, let me look it up here because it's, it's, I'm going to share some first world problems with you. Are you ready for this? Uh, sure. first world problems. My hand is too fat to shove into the Pringles container. So, <laughs> so I am forced to tilt it. <laughs> or yeah. cut it open. Here's another one. Uh, I didn't have a crappy childhood, so I can't turn my pain into art. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had too much food for lunch, and now I am tired. <laughs> These are awful. I I forgot to bring my phone with me when I went to poop, and I was bored oh. the whole time. <laughs> Please. I'm, I'm kind of hungry, but my roommate has guests over, so if I go into the kitchen, I'm going to have to introduce myself. <laughs> I I have to find my own girlfriend because my culture doesn't practice arranged marriages. <laughs> Accidentally clicked iTunes and had to wait two minutes for it to open before I could close it again. <laughs> now, where did you find this? I, I it was you a made it up. no, it was a poster. I took a picture of it as a poster. Uh, That's awesome. I, I just I did. There was no credit. It was just somebody had like copied it and copied it. And it was an old photocopy and somebody had it. It was like on, on the bathroom wall or something. My GPS made me drive through the ghetto. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to text while at a red light, but I keep making all the greens. I can't I can't hear the TV while I'm eating crunchy snacks. <laughs> OK, there's only two more. The Domino's pizza tracker isn't working, and so now I don't know when to put my pants on. <laughs> this one's my favorite. My laptop is low on battery, but the charger is over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is good. I mean, I think I've I think I've got six out of ten of those. And it, my the reason this came up is because I you know I was in Florida and I had just. Uh, uh, I, it was kind of the afternoon before the big wedding, and so people went back to the rooms to get ready. And I hadn't shaved in a couple of days, so I was shaving. But you know, I I, I have the uh, rich uh, facial uh, facial uh, hair, you do. And, and and so if I go a couple of days, it takes me a while to chisel that crap <laughs> off my face. And I uh, and and so so I had stopped halfway through because I got tired. <laughs> And a buddy of mine uh, called and said, what are you doing? I said, well, I, I went in to shave, but I got tired, so I took a nap. <laughs> you took a nap. I, I laid down and went to sleep for an hour with a half-shaved face. It was it's, that, That's how that came up. If I, a, You know, my favorite thing about Peter is that one time for a party, he shaved a little Hitler mustache uh, into his who face. Who did? Peter, because it was a costume. No, party. it's a costume. You got to tell and, the whole thing. I'm I don't sorry. just do this for costume. fun. It was, like, it, was like a, it was like a murder mystery costume party, and so Peter. I was. 
You I must was, have had a full beard or a goatee at that time, right? I did. I had the goatee. And he, he showed up with this little teeny tiny little Hitler stash. And then the next day, I've got a great picture of, of him playing Guitar Hero just with his hair standing on it <laughs> with his Hitler mustache still on. <laughs> well, that is That's good. That's true. That, ha- that did happen. Did that happened. I have evidence. I, it's not appropriate to do that. It and it's, it's culturally uh, disrespectful. <laughs> and It's true, but it was funny. I, it's not appropriate. <laughs> what about so, you? I've been I've been talking too long. What do you guys got going on this week? Well, I wanted to uh, to talk about my favorite new brand. Oh, excellent! What's wow! Oh, I had forgotten why we were here. <laughs> uh, or we can just talk about our weekend. I'd like to hear more about how you shave. <laughs> I All did right. shave this morning, actually. Um, I so I've discovered this new brand. Through uh, Facebook, through Facebook ads, it's so one of the Facebook ads that I click on is from this company called Beta Brand. Has anyone heard of Beta Brand? No. Beta Brand, like B E T A. Uh huh. Yeah, but one word, I guess. Um, so two different ads. They they it's mostly clothing, but there's two different ads that drew me in separately. Um, one were uh, was their disco pants, which are um. These uh, like shiny silver, I think they're like a hundred bucks. <laughs> but <laughs> at last, oh light light dispersing pants. <laughs> oh, they are so good. Oh and the, man! And the one that pulled me in yesterday is the Vagisoft blanket by their oh. what? <laughs> by Vagilabs. Um, oh my goodness! Yeah, the Vagisoft. Is this appropriate for families? Oh yeah, it's a soft. <laughs> do family do families listen to this show? <laughs> they they said that uh, once upon a time, it was it was uh, uh, universally thought that the softest thing was a a baby's bottom, but that's not the case. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. The badge is soft, and and so I've been on their uh, site today, and I found these pants I gotta have. They're called the sloth pants, optimally designed for inactivity. <laughs> <laughs> it got like a remote control pocket, pocket for your remote. There, there. The pictures are hysterical. There, uh, the website. There, there's a picture is, of a guy. It's a betabrand.com. Picture of a guy on uh, in the middle of a golf course. It actually looks like you, Dane. Oh, in a in a red goblet with a with a hat like you wear like a uh, what is that hat you wear you got that hat makes you look oh, all classy uh, like Mad Men classy that's oh, called okay. something right you wear that hat but he's wearing the light dispersing pants but he's on a toilet in the middle of the city he's got his his pants or his light dispersing pants are down and he's on the toilet where is that one it's on the uh, disco pants if you scroll down on the disco pants. Uh, I'm kind of hung up on the bro- broken tooth sons of britches picture. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, these guys are great. Wow. That is really funny. Raw yeah. denim for stuntmen. <laughs> <laughs> and none of this stuff is cheap. Like these are uh That is historical. They've got the USA pants. Disco sport shorts. Oh Dane, you must have those. Oh, I can have those are $60. You've got to be kidding me. But that yeah. is, oh, disco pants collections. I love that they have this whole line of like stunts that they do in the stunt uh, <laughs> Sons of Britches pant collection. 
and there's a guy on a skateboard going down a hill in San Francisco, and he runs into a passing streetcar, and they both explode. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's it's fantastic. Like That's this is hysterical. And how about the ho ho horrible? Nazi no, eating holly pan- holiday ho- pants. Nazi no, eating holiday <laughs> pants. <laughs> what are those? I haven't seen. Under holidays. Eighty holidays. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They used to be ninety. So, what do you like about this brand so much, Dane? Uh, they're just hilarious. And and again, so advertise on Facebook for, and that it was on yeah. your page, not Peter's. Yeah, they keep showing. They keep showing up on my Facebook page, and I totally clicked on the disco pants. Um, which was I don't know, like a month or so ago. And then yesterday, of course, the Vagisoft. I mean, that's just and, and so now, yeah, they're just everything is just funny about this website. I love this stuff. Wow. And you gotta wonder how much stuff they're selling. I mean, disco pants, uh sloth pants, nauseating holiday pants, and again, from basically everything on here is from fifty bucks to a hundred, other than I don't know what the Vagisoft costs, but uh, so yeah, eighty bucks for your nauseating holiday pants. <laughs> but I get the biggest kick out of their sense of humor. Their uh, their other they have a graph. Their softometer. This, right. this is really soft. not good. Baby spices bottom uh, is not is is less soft than an actual baby's bottom. Soft right. serve cashmere is still softer. Uh, the cotton fields of heaven, a freshly laundered bunny, the pouch of a cloud kangaroo. <laughs> the only thing that apparently is softer than the uh, Vagisoft blanket is the womb of a marshmallow mermaid. <laughs> That's actually, you know what? I was looking for a blanket for Ted, I, and I'm not being facetious at all. Maybe I'll get him one of these because you seriously. absolutely should. Oh, and you've got to you've got to see the little video of. Uh, There's a video of the. Oh my yeah, yeah. You know they do all their own little ads here. It's actually here. look pretty like, like like pretty nice blankets, I have to say. Super soft. Yeah, seriously, you got to. There's a little video. It's like 30 seconds long or something. But okay. It's, it's, wait, wait, wait. It, have you have you gone? <laughs> have you gone to the little pictures of the blanket? And there's one in a woman with this like romantic scene with the blanket wrapped around her, except she's holding guacamole and chips. Yes, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> supposed supposed to be like your dream girl. Oh my gosh, oh. My, my dream girl in a Vagisoft blanket with chips and guacamole, what, invi- that inviting me to bed. Is so funny. Oh my the, gosh. But the little video of is, is of a man in bed like. Uh, oh, correct, I see it. Correct, caressing the blanket and his, <laughs> wife, his wife catches him and he throws the blanket away like i wasn't doing anything uh, honey, it, it looked like you were i'm totally getting one of these i <laughs> want one of these i need you to t- i I'm need you tell to your wife. tell my wife to to surprise me i like it there, there's the whole there one where the couple it's like pippi longstocking and is is and and her boyfriend are on the vagisoft blanket riding the magic carpet <laughs> God, you're totally right. The guacamole and chips one is priceless. That is hysterical. But you know what? Maybe I'll take a picture of myself with guacamole and chips. That is, you <laughs> should totally do that. <laughs> There's the guy at the coffee shop. <laughs> Looks like he's having a horrible day wrapped in a Vagisoft blanket. Oh, I know. These are fantastic. That's really funny. Wow. Okay. I'm. This anyway. is such a great brand. What? So, uh, uh, man, they've got ten, almost what is it, nine thousand, just over nine thousand likes on Facebook. I wonder if that gets them, uh, if that that works for them. 
I'm well, thinking yeah, so because we're sitting here talking about it, and that's how it, Dane found him. There you yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, I'm always surprised tell. when Dane says he clicks on ads because I don't click on ads on Facebook, and I, and yet I place them. <laughs> like, I, I right. only do if I'm like for work if I'm do, looking at something else. Yeah. Um. So Dane, I think here's an assignment for you. I think you should contact these guys and see if you can get them on the show. Because seriously, how funny would that be? Good idea. Note okay. to self. Dane's, okay. Dane's not going to do that. He's going to forget. Look, watch, watch. Wait, just a second. Just a second. Dane, what did Megan just ask you to do? Huh? Gone. Gone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, I, I want to talk about a little bit more serious campaign. All right. All right. Bring it. And it's going to make you a little cranky because it's about cause. But at the same time, it is also includes augmented reality. So uh -huh. I'm going to ask you to... Uh -oh. pretend that you're interested in this so I can get to the augmented reality part. Well, I think we've proven time and again that both Dane and I are big fans of cause <laughs> and <laughs> and augmented reality. How could this go wrong? <laughs> well, and you have children, so this campaign will be of interest to you, and you've probably already seen it. So every year, well, for the past four years, Macy's has done a campaign called Believe, and it's based off of that, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. And they wrap this entire campaign around um, Believe. And they have mailboxes, Santa mailboxes at Macy's stores where you can come in with your kids and have them deposit their letters to Santa. And they make a dollar donation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation up to a million dollars. And they typically, you know, max that out really, really easily. So... Um, this year, they're doing that again, um, and they're also, when you go to Macy's, if you download their, I don't know if it's a Macy's app or something, some other um, related, like a Believe app, you can deposit, you can deposit your letter and then stand in this area and hold your smartphone or your iPad up um, with the app loaded and this little, these little characters come to life around your kids, and you can take pictures. It's really, really cute. So um, Friday is National Believe Day, and they're actually doubling their donations. So you guys should take your kids to Macy's on Friday and have fun with this campaign and play with augmented reality. See, it's like a toy for the adults, too. That's but I. That's really cool. I'm actually, there's a little video. Ah, yeah, this, it's, so it's a sweet sick. little video. So sick of ads. <laughs> I bring up YouTube and there's a there's an ad for cashmere and costume jewelry. Costume jewelry. Sweet. All right, here it is. Oh, it's a CBS thing. All right, I'm watching CBS. Don't watch CBS. They have actually a, like a little. Here it is. Here it's it, an it, there it is. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus video. So it's it's just character. like the thing you guys. So somehow this is more interesting to you. Uh, than my one that I talked about two weeks ago. So that's <laughs> well, this one has a cause. This no, is has a cause. Well, I just thought you might be interested. In I am super interested. I'm looking at them uh, actually doing the character thing. I know, isn't it cute? It's so cute. Totally going on Friday. That's fantastic. Isn't that cute? Dane, got to take your kids to Macy's. Do you have Macy's in Utah? We do. That's do you have Macy's in I, Utah? I, I, I'm well, they sure. no, they they we didn't used to, but they bought uh, ZCMI, which used to be a, a Utah equivalent, until they were they bought, bought by Macy's. In, yeah, in, in our area. Hmm. 
I'm pretty so anyway, excited that's about my this. Campaign. I think it's actually pretty cool. And it, it gets a ton. It's a very smart marketing campaign because not only do they raise a lot of money for a really great cause, they get people into their stores, which is, you know, always brilliant. Right, right. I think and that's fantastic. Nice. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Dane, do you have anything to poke fun at? Well, speaking of ads, um, uh, how do you guys feel? So Pete was just trying to access information on this. And I'm assuming, Pete, you were, you were uh, it was like a 30-second ad that you had to watch to, before you got to it? Yeah, the pre-roll on YouTube, pre-roll ad. Right. Well, should those be 30 seconds long? I don't think so. Aren't they short, shorter? Um, well, I've, I mean, Hulu is usually about 30 seconds, right? Or, yeah, or and, and now sometimes they're, now it's they're just doubling, doubling by. up. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes on the shorter, on the shorter spot, on the shorter uh, uh, broadcasts, they are, uh, they'll do a sponsored by. Uh, yeah. But if it's a half hour or longer than the, and now I've seen the, the you know, we're getting to, you know, doubling up ads. So now I'm seeing two ads in the ad break on Hulu. And they're each 30 seconds or, you know, 30, I mean, what uh, 30 you, and well, a 15. I mean, what's, what's your opinion? I mean, if, you, if I watch a clip or if there's a clip I want to access or I've clicked on a link or something and I'm forced to watch a 30-second spot before I get to it and then let's say I click on something else within that same network or whatever and I'm forced again, I'm forced again. I mean, is 30 seconds too long? What, what's your opinion on the effectiveness of, of the ads? Because, and, and, and I... I, I understand. I don't know if this is still true, but I think for a time anyway, Hulu was getting more money per spot than NBC was on average. Is that? Wow. Did I, I get that right? That. that was like a year ago. But I think they were they were doing really well selling ad spots on Hulu. <clears throat> but I am always so annoyed. And I'm just thinking about how Pete was just like, ah, ads. I hate this. Is it well, just, no, just here's the long. thing. No, think? let me tell you, I, I think, um, uh, wow, Hulu is an interesting example, and we kind of have to take that one uh, apart because um, it, I think their model is, I, I don't want to say better because it's this, you know, same thing, but for some reason, I sit through the ads on Hulu. Is that weird? Okay. Like I, I don't like get up and because go do other stuff. Obligated. No, no, I just it. I'm not thinking about obligation at all. I mean, I maybe I feel that way. I don't really know it, but, but, but the other piece is they have their their relevance um, switch, which I always click. If an ad comes up that is not relevant to me, mm. I click it. And and I say no, this isn't relevant. relevant. I didn't and know so they had a relevance the ad, switch. Well, it's not on the it's not offered on the iPhone or iPad or and I, oh, I'm assuming okay. Android, but um, but on the web, if you're watching stuff on the web, there's a ch the, you know occasionally it'll come up and say, is this ad relevant to you? And I always say yes or no. And if it's a game, if it's some entertainment, something comedies, whatever, I I click yes. If it's costume jewelry from Kmart, I click no. And now my ads are pretty good. I'm getting good ads. I'm getting, you know, this was one of the, the uh, brands I want to talk about. Old Spice is back, and Isaiah Mustafa is back doing holiday ads now. And, uh, mm, and they're, on, they're running on Hulu, and they're great. Um, uh, you know, it's just good to, good to see him again. I've missed him. So, I, so Hulu is an interesting one. I don't, uh, I'm not pained by the ads. The, the thing that bugs me about YouTube is generally the ads are not relevant to me. Okay. Kmart custom jewelry. I would. I get frustrated because it's not. It's not relevant <laughs> right. to me at all. And well, and and the thing that is frustrating is that I'm logged be. in. I'm a logged in user, 
And Google knows a lot about me. Oh, that's true. They should know better than than this. They should know better than than what they're they're doing. If they have so much great information, I don't want to see Kmart ads. And and can I just say what you're saying right now? I I have been uh, um, on and off teaching you know marketing for for a while, and I know you do, Pete. Um, and and this is one of those things that I, I just remember. Well, I remember being a marketing student, or you know, like I remember the early days of of um, targeted ads like this, and and having the conversation or 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 talking about how we would find ourselves at some point demanding that ads be relevant to us. Where initially it was kind of a novelty to even be able to, well, I mean, obviously, you know, soap operas had a certain kind of ad, and you know, you kind of have an expectation when you're watching TV certain times of the day. Gee, why would they be showing this at this time? So we've always sort of had somewhat of a, a relative expectation that the ads would be, you know, um, I guess relevant to the medium or the, the, the show or the magazine, you know. But the, to be at the point where you're clicking through YouTube and you're saying Google should know better, I, why aren't these ads relevant to me, is kind of an amazing thing when you think about it. Isn't yes. it? It's truly amazing. Well, it is amazing, and it's amazing because there are the other things they should know about that whole experience, right? I'm going to YouTube to watch an ad, and they're putting an ad on the front of it. <laughs> That's actually right. a good point. But they, <laughs> yeah. they probably can't. They probably are not differentiating between an ad, you know, original content that Macy's is uploading and, you know, a, a commercial that they're uploading. And yet they have the tools to be able to do that. Like they absolutely I, have the tools to be able that to do that. That does seem silly that they like have that's an, an issue. I, I, I would be surprised if they're not actually you know working on this somehow because you know ads and ads and ad. It would be interesting to see some sort of a model in there. But I I, um, I find that frustrating. I. I think it's, it, and I go back and forth. I'm sort of ambivalent on the, or not ambivalent. I, I'm, I'm of two minds on the whole thing. One, because I've accepted the fact that we live in this sort of data-centric world, right, where I know these services that I use for free know a lot about me. Um, I, I'm, I'm sort of okay with it, and so my, the level of my expectation goes up, right? I have greater demands of relevance in my life. If you're going to get my attention, then you better do it, you know, in a way that I appreciate. And then I, you know, what are you guys, have you guys read up on this carrier IQ mess? Mm -mm. Mm, no. It's an interesting thing that has come of, of light over the last, I don't know, 10 days. I think it's gotten, it's gotten kind of hot. Um, so carrier IQ is a company that, uh, that is a uh, provider to cell carriers, right? To AT&T, Sprint, Verizon, whatever. And they have an application that they give to these carriers and that the carriers install on their, um, uh, on their devices, on their handsets. And this application, the Carrier IQ service, is constantly running in the background on your cell phone. Oh, right, right, right. And it is, it is a system status monitor, fine. It is also a key logger. You're familiar with what the uh, what the key logger is? Where it records no. your keystrokes? Yes. It records your keystrokes. Every action on the phone is recorded and logged. Uh, now, when this sort of jumped out, 
there was a, a security researcher um, who was just kind of trying to figure out. He saw a bunch of, uh, um, uh, you know, data coming out of his corporate network that he runs. And he said, I wonder where all this data is coming from. Turns out it was from the mobile phones deployed. And so he looked at what specifically was causing this to happen. And he, it was carrier IQ. It was constantly sending data back to uh, the mothership. Uh, the carrier and so he ran some tests on it and discovered and and ran a test where he was typing on his phone and able to see the log in real time logging his keystrokes and and so which which in some degrees is okay i mean i i get that and and there is a case to be made for the carriers having uh, you know, a rich data set of use so that they can, you know, for quality of service, they can make it. There is a case to be made. But in this case, it was going so far that it was logging, um, you know, for example, HTTPS, like secured uh, websites, mm-hmm. before they the secure connection was made, right? So, you know, you well, ex- that's not good. So you could see every website you visited, even if it was secured, it was being logged uh, in Carrier IQ. And, and so that started making me think about you know advertising now as it happens the the way the story is played out carrier iq says you know we don't actually collect any data on you at all we are a service to the carriers they're the ones who are collecting data if they choose to use our service a lot of the carriers have come out and are, are you know trying to offset this um, you know, the, the impact of this as now mainstream media is jumping on and they're saying, you know, we don't collect things like your HTTPS, you know, browsing history. We don't collect, we, we're really only collecting quality of service. Uh, Apple has said, you know, on all of our iPhone, iOS 5 devices, we have stopped using Carrier IQ and, you know, we are removing I, uh, Carrier IQ from all of iOS 4. Um, so this was uh, prior to, uh, in the next software update. So this was all prior to the blow up, but it, it makes me think about the data that is collected in my life that we don't know about, right? And what is that being used for? What are the carriers using that for? They have a lot of information on me. And if you think that, you know, if you if you go back to the days when, and well, it's still the days when, you know, you, re- you sign up for a magazine, you subscribe to a magazine and, and your, you know, personal address and phone information gets sold, uh, um, you know, as part of a, a batch list this is this is an even uh, a more significant sort of invasion is that okay is it okay to to see that information out there i mean how do you feel about it i think it's scary yeah it's friend, it's nothing but scary swears that linkedin pilfers goes far beyond um you know, your past employment histories and goes into your address book with that permission and pulls contacts because he said, you know, I've had some people show up as recommended friends or links or whatever they're calling them that there is no possible way they would be able to gather just based on my, you know, what I've put in my LinkedIn profile. It's actually, I think, something that happens when you first sign up for LinkedIn. You, you, you are asked if you want to give them access to your uh, Gmail. Yeah. 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 Just to, to maybe, connect well, your contacts. Yeah, maybe, he, maybe he did that. And yeah, he didn't I, I think, yeah. And, and, and I guess the thing about that is um, there's, I remember, I'm like, I'm remembering this now. Cause I think that same sort of thing has happened to it me. Just... It's an option. I, I believe, I mean that, so I signed up, it was a few years ago, obviously, but um, uh, I remember that. I remember them 
you know, saying they wanted to access like various, I think they had all kinds of options. Like, hey, we'd like to access everything. Um, click what you want us to have access to. And I don't remember if I said yes or not, but I, but the assumption that I remember making was that that would be this one-time deal that they would sort of check it and, yeah. and then recommend that I try to hook up with these the, the, with people. And I think it's very possible that that is access they it, it's just, permanently they just, have. Yeah, they keep doing it forever and Yeah, ever. that's really interesting. I, I didn't even think about that until you said it. I'm looking. I, I have a feeling it is part of the terms of service. Um, yeah. that says if you're going to connect and you want to connect your address book, then we're we're going to be Forever able to use... Yeah, I mean, we're going to be able to use it as long as you're a customer of LinkedIn, we're going to be able to to make new connections for you based on this data. I, I have no doubt that that's in there somewhere. I haven't... I mean, the terms of service, terms of use is... Uh, well, it'd be in the privacy policy and it's uh, not a short document, but... Um, uh, but uh, you have the right to access, modify, correct, and eliminate the data you supply if you update any information. We may keep a copy of that information that you originally provided to us in our archives for use as documented in this policy. Uh, you have to contact LinkedIn customer service to request a deletion. Um, we'll do that within 30 days. I mean, it it really is very much in favor of, of LinkedIn. This is long. But I, you know, all of the all of the language in here is all, you know, in the LinkedIn terms of service is all about, you know, we're you put data in, we're going to use it the way that makes sense to the service, and that's, you know, you kind of agree to that. How how often do you read it? Um, I know I did, and I get connections all the time just like that. And I'm always leery when somebody says there's no possible way, when in fact there are a lot of possible yeah. ways, as we're discussing. Exactly. Um, yeah. Right. But uh, I what, God, sort I of seems like a conspiracy theory, but uh, in fact, it's real. In fact, it's yeah, it's not. It's it's no more a conspiracy theory than you know, uh, just you know, read the terms of service, take the sixty-four pages, and and see what they're using of you. Um, man, I I got totally derailed. I had a point. I'm sure it was going to be a really good one. Well, you were just talking about is this okay that they're you know taking information that you probably don't know that they are, and I think. I think the assumption is that it, that is fact and truth about our, the environment in which we live. Is it okay? No. Yeah. Um, but it's it happens all the time. And by virtue of us doing all these cloud-based things and using all this all these devices, it's it, it's it's a risk. Well, and what is the uh, you know what is the sort of obligation that these services have to customers? You know, I think about a service like Dropbox, for example. You know, I mean, we we see their marketing language and we uh, you know love their service. I love their service. It, it's it's it makes a great sort of add-on to every device that I have. Um, it, what is their obligation to? to the balance of, you know, having access to stuff that is very personal to me and not using that for evil. What is their yeah. obligation? Well, I think I think this is the litmus test. If if whatever they're doing someday becomes public, then they should be doing whatever they would want the public to know about. So I think if they know they're doing X, but not, you know, maybe they're fully disclosing it, quote unquote, within their terms of use or whatever that nobody reads. Um, but if, you know, if they're doing that, then they should be able to say, and here's why we're doing it. But, we, you know, we do X, but not Y. You know, if it should ever become public, as in the front page of the New York Times, they should feel confident that what they're doing is uh, on the up and up. That, that to me is a litmus test. 
You Dane, know what's Dane, what was your you said something there. You said you asked answered the question really quickly. What no, is their obligation? You said No, I didn't. You I said none. Said uh, That's what you said. I no, have it on record. No. Um, <laughs> but but I got to say when we start talking about this, I mean you immediately start thinking uh, Big Brother and 1984, but the more you think about it, the more it's like more like a brave new world in that I think part of the theme of the Brave New World, Aldous Huxley, that um, that this sort of Big Brother society is not one that was necessarily imposed, but was invited. You know, I mean, yeah. in, in that book, everyone was taking Soma and everyone was just sort of happy and everyone was just complacent and and sort of OK with the state that, that you know, the culture, I guess, had arrived at, which was one they didn't really have much control over. And and in. I, I'm sort of reminded of that when, you know, this, this privacy sort of is, is eroding. And when you ask the question, what's their obligation? And I think the average person was, would just sort of be like, huh? Uh, and I also think it's in some ways generational that people over 50 or 40 are more inclined to probably freak out about it. And people, you know, in their 20s are probably just uh, that's sort of the world they grew up in, more or less, I would think. I, yeah, it's so scary yeah. in that way. You know? you know, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. So in this in this vein, uh, did you happen to catch uh, Mark Zuckerberg's latest missive on the right. blog? <laughs> right. The 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 accessed photos that were in his uh, Facebook archive. Uh, no, this was uh, well, maybe that was it. This was he posted a long uh, uh, post called "Our Commitment to the Facebook Community," and it was really long. It was like I'm guilty kind of long, like. Like, uh, uh, wow, really long. It, it talked about changes in um, the organization, uh, about who is going to be running privacy. Uh, there are now two chief privacy officers at the company, uh, mm. one to handle, po quote, policy, the other to handle, quote, products. Um, and and uh, it was all to strengthen processes that ensure privacy control is built into our products. Well, one of the things he mentions in here, I think, is a really, uh, it's kind of a hidden point, but it's a it's a big one. Uh, do you remember Beacon? No. Dane, you have to remember Beacon, right? It was four You're years ago. You're going to have to ago. remind me. Four years ago, it was Facebook's uh, advertising um, program. It was Facebook's sort of one of the early ventures into advertising where it was using your personal data to show you advertisements on your page and it it gave you a very difficult way to opt out like a really opaque way to opt out and it was it was a big deal people went crazy that was one of the first uh first sort of reactionary um uh events where the user community and the media jumped on and said you know facebook you have to find a way to be more transparent and get rid of this beacon thing. And so in this blog post, he says, uh, overall, I think we have a good history of providing transparency and control over who can see your information. That said, I'm the first to admit <laughs> that we have made a bunch of mistakes. In particular, I think that a small number of high-profile mistakes, like beacon four years ago, and mm. poor execution as we transitioned our privacy model two years ago, have often overshadowed much of the good work that we've done. Right, I, it may be true, but I for 
you know, the last part, I think it was his point that, that, you know, people have gotten so upset about privacy that, um, you know, they've forgotten how, you know, great Facebook is, supposed, uh, you know, allegedly. I, I'm interested that he now reflects on Beacon as a mistake. That is interesting. Wow. That's when, interesting. When that's what we're talking about today, uh, you know, he's having responsibility for it. He's got some wisdom now. He's, what, 27 now? Yeah, right. So he's, he's all wise. That's right. That's what he is. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, he, um, yeah, I guess it's a side note that he uh, had his photos accessed. I, I, I guess there was nothing embarrassing, so that's good. <laughs> um, when but, was, uh, is this a recent thing? No, this was, yeah. This oh, was you know, this, this was the bug, last. the bug that they, uh, they found a bug. I think they fixed it. It was a bug in, that allows the world to see your private photos. It just was a, a mismatch privacy setting. Right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's so interesting about that, and I think to to his point, they have uh, Facebook is is built on a foundation of complexity. Uh, as simple as you kind of try to to make Facebook, it's it's designed to make sharing, op- you know, difficult to wrap your head around. I, you know, I I would say largely so that you know they can get more people, um, you know, using the service and not thinking about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm off off my rocker. Dane, you got to go. Is that it? You're just Dane, done. I got go. got a uh, uh, little Christmas program. I wanted to, um, you know, the kids the, in their. Oh, preschool. you got a thing. Yeah, Aww. you got to see the kids. It's gotta gonna be cute. Kids. I wanna I wanna leave though with this little parting uh, uh, thing f- from Beta Brands, the disco shorts, um, <laughs> for sixty dollars. And there's, they've just got a little, so I want to, since I have to leave, I'm going to leave with this. There's a couple of bullet points here that uh, if you answer yes to any of these bullet points, you know that disco shorts are right for you. I just wanted to read a couple of them. Um, does the name of your softball team involve a high level of sexual innuendo? Uh, do, is your kickball team t-shirt highly inappropriate for fam- family gatherings? <laughs> Have you ever forgotten your disc golf score due to six-pack amnesia? <laughs> Have you run a dozen beta breaker races but never finished? <laughs> do do elder, elderly passerby, passerbyers, I guess, wonder aloud what the hell it is with you and your fellow hashers are doing? Something like that. <laughs> I misread that. Are the end zones of your flag football field marked by beer bottles and articles of clothing? Anyway, these guys are. Pretty. I love the last picture. Is the guy is actually jumping? He's at a parachute in his disco shorts. So, well, I just want to tell you that I did actually order that blanket, and you did. I, got, I did, and I got an email that said, uh, "Want to be a model for <laughs> for Beta Brands? Uh, upload a picture of yourself with your new Beta Brand wear." And poof, you're an instant internet star or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Well, they they have a you're f- an internet fashion sensation. So like they have actually oh, there's a model citizen section. That's actually really cool. That's really and, cool. I, I think there's an uh, an iPhone app that uh, is meant to just sort of uh, uh, facilitate that. So you use the app, I believe. I haven't used it, but it, this is what it looks like. You use the app to take the picture of you in the product, and it sort of instantly, you know, gets kicked over to to a beta brand and um i I, anyway haven't used it so i don't know what permissions are involved there but isn't that great i I, think that is i want yeah i want sloth pants and uh blanket (laughs) and 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 you gotta look out the karate pants too those are pretty awesome oh my gosh anyway i gotta run all right all right bye bye danny
What do you got? Anything else? You done? <laughs> Dude, I, I came to the table with my campaign. You totally did. You did. You I, did, I, you did I good work. It. You brought it. You done got got. All right. Well, I, I'm glad you bought the the uh, jacket. That excites me. The blanket. The, the blanket, I mean, yeah. They have USA, USA sloth pants. Oh, those are so I'm great. Excited. Um, all right. Well, I actually, uh, I don't have anything else. Well, it'll just be a shortish show. It I actually know, wasn't even good. that short. No, it was good. We rambled, ram- rambled, rambled for a good for long time. Minutes. That's right. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Uh, so uh, any big, uh, any big uh, uh, events coming up this week that we should be aware of? Uh, events this week. Nope, and just no, Macy's. Go to Macy's on Friday, December right. 9th. Macy's on Friday. National Believe Day. Go to Beta Brands. Share it like crazy. These people need to be shared. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Hey, good talking to you. You too. I'll okay. see you soon. Catch you later. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>